following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a beautiful Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. It's a bye week edition. Oh, wait. It's not a bye week. Kind of, sort of. It kind of is a bye week, though. I'll take it. At least it feels like it's a bye week. We'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. Uh, Or will you take it? I definitely take it. Heckma, will you take it? I will. Oh, he's showing off the Christmas the tree. Rob, Rob, bye week. Are you taking it? Leaving it? What do you? I'll I'll take a bye. I'll take a mini bye. Mm. I got a Christmas tree for you coming up later this week. Heck. Let's I'm gonna go. Copy you on your Christmas tree. Wait. So on the weekend, yeah. you're not doing oh. it. You're not starting now on the Christmas tree. <laughs> no, just give me till the end. Wait of a minute. And, and Are we gonna have a tree one off? One. Yeah, we're gonna have a trio. <laughs> am I gonna have to? I bring, love it. Am wait, I gonna have to bring wait. mine to the studio and put it in here? Chris is probably not gonna like that very much, but uh, I, I would probably not. But you're the prop guy on the show, so do it. <laughs> okay, fine, cool. Rob said I could. I'll, I'll just tell. I'll tell everybody that. Like whenever I walk in with a full Christmas tree, uh, do you 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 have a Christmas <laughs> yeah. tree you're gonna you're gonna put up? I don't. I, don't, I have one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my question because I know Heckma's had his tree up since uh, since uh, Halloween. But uh, have, did you do you have an elf on a shelf, Heckma? Do you guys do elf on a shelf? Yes, we do. Did you kick you it off? I, I, did, did did your what's what's your I, elf's I love name? That. What's your elf's name? <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> Come on, oh, no. that's embarrassing. Wow. I'm, I'm just gonna say Tupac. Tupac is my, our elf's name. But wow. Yeah, we'll, love we'll it. go with Pop. Okay, that's Pac. that's pretty fantastic. Pop is the elf's name. That's okay. pretty awesome. But I'm is. learning more about you guys as we every speak. day. But hey, that's how it is here on this show. Hey, Kyle. Talking Cowboys. What's up, Rob? That's awesome. When are we going to break down the Ravens? Like Monday of next week? Like, what do you want to do the rest of the see, week? See, like Friday time. next week. Probably, Here's yeah. the thing. That, that's kind of where I was leading with this: is that the Dallas Cowboys, who played the Washington Football Team on Thursday, we broke down that game at nauseum yesterday, and we were going to continue into today, and we still are going to continue into today because there's nothing else really to go go after. But. I mean, that felt like forever, Thursday to Monday, to finally break down that game yeah. on this show. Well, now we've got to wait yes. forever mm. because we've got till next Tuesday, and that's just scheduled Man. because tomorrow is when the Ravens and the Steelers are going to play due to COVID-19 protocols right. and trying to get the Ravens' uh, outbreak contained. And then the Ravens and Cowboys are scheduled to play next Tuesday. Push back again? Twelve days in between yeah. the Washington game and the Raven game, or Ravens game coming up for Raven. the Cowboys, and like I, like Rob said earlier, it's a mini bye week. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff we we can talk about. But I don't know when we'll start that that breakdown. Friday, maybe we start we start breaking down that game. I mean, we could just go six days, just go one one player at a time, just go all the way down the roster for both teams. I think we could, <laughs> oh. we could just do that, and then, I mean that would work. You like that idea? Dangerous. 
I do. I like that <laughs> idea. I mean, that's dangerous, though. Uh, but but yeah, I like it. I mean, the the NFL, man, bless their heart. They've had a lot to to try and digest and get through this whole COVID nineteen. Uh, 2020 situation, and they're doing the best that they can. I mean, the the Steelers and the Ravens game has been moved what four times now. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think we're just thanking our lucky stars that that they're actually going to be able to play a game. But even for our game, I think if there are any more any more of an outbreak than there already has been uh, with Baltimore, our game may be in question. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And, Rob, whenever you look at the scheduling and everything that's involved here with these two games, talking about the Steelers game for the Ravens and then, of course, Cowboys-Ravens, is this something that the Cowboys needed in terms of a little extra time after what was a, ended up being a blowout loss in Washington, a very emotional week last week? Is this something that the doctor ordered for the Cowboys, or is this something that you didn't necessarily want uh, for this team? Uh, I think they definitely need it. That's just me speaking on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I know McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, said on Friday that you know we'll we'll adjust if we still play the you know by that at that point they didn't know if they were playing this week or next, and but he said you know we'll take it, it because I think not only from a from a physical standpoint, obviously the injuries have been a factor, but yeah. yes, t- like you said, Kyle, emotionally, um, this has just been really hard, man. I mean, and and I think Mickey said it. Um, I want to say during uh, on Thanksgiving at the game, you know, a lot of young guys on the team that probably have not experienced something like losing someone close to them, like like Marcus Paul, um, and really and the way it happened, the way it happened in the building uh, where where yeah. he suffered that that emergency, and and so uh, I think they definitely could use it. And now now the thing about it is what's what's interesting is you play next Tuesday. But it's a road trip. You're probably going to get back early hours Wednesday morning, and then you've got to turn around and, and travel, I would assume, Saturday uh, the 12th to go play at Cincinnati on the road. That's, that's doing them no favors with the schedule. But, but Heckma said it too. Uh, the league is in uncharted territory here, and they're just trying to get through the season the best way they know how. And also give the Ravens some chances to, to, get, to get healthy uh, because, the, you know, it, this isn't – well, I don't know exactly what caused it, but with an outbreak, they're trying to help them as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, the league, like you guys already said it, the league's trying to figure it out. Um, I think they're they're in a bad spot. Um, <clears throat> but, I, you know, I'm hearing some things out of Baltimore that, you know, if they're forced to play, that they, they might do a little strikey strike and all the kinds of other stuff, man. Wow. So, um, uh, wow. man, but there's, there's, there's implications of that as well because the NFLPA and the, and the league and lawsuits and all kinds of stuff. So this week is crazy. Uh, I think all of us just have our antennas up just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So you're saying if they're forced to play, the players, there's, be... there's word that the players are going to try to do a strike because they're saying that okay. they're being exposed to – you know, it's not it's dangerous, dangerous conditions. Yeah. So. I, I I thought at least from the other perspective, uh, from a, a league standpoint, it would be not okay to take away game checks. So that's kind of where I was confused, or that's where I'm confused by yeah. that. Just the fact that if you don't play, you're not going to get paid. And yeah. I think you could say that about both the Cowboys and the Ravens. If that yeah. game's canceled, the Cowboys are sitting here saying, uh, "Well, what what did we do wrong? What what happened with us? Why yeah. is our game check yeah. getting taken away?" So I mean, there are so many different layers and yeah. factors to. This 
this thing. It's crazy yep. to talk about because, I mean, one, it's unprecedented. Yep. We never never had to experience anything like this. I mean, the season in general. I mean, we had a backup, backup, backup wide receiver playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos last yeah, that week. Was so, up. I mean, and that was that was league induced. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what we're dealing with right now with this COVID nineteen protocol. But if you were a player, what side would you be on? Would you want to be on the safe side, or would you want to be on the side of let's play, let's let's do our job kind of thing? Um, I mean, I back then I didn't have any kids, <laughs> so that's true. Um, you know, I mean, I, I I trust. I know I know specifically here. Every time we come in the building, I know you know they're they're testing out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that they're doing everything they possibly can to try to keep people safe. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a airborne disease that you really can't contain, right? Mm-hmm. So um, at the end of the day, there you know people aren't getting diagnosed as soon as they have onset, right? They're being diagnosed days after. Um, you know they actually contract it. So it's it's scary. It's a scary place for players, um, especially those guys. Who are who are not single and bachelors? The guys that have to go back home to their families and, mm-hmm. and kids and all that. So it's, it's two different mindsets, I think. You know, the bachelor, the bachelor guy that just came in the league versus the family man. Um, I ran into a, a, a guy the other day at the dealership, and he was he's a ba- basketball player, NBA guy. And he mm-hmm. just he took the year off just because he's like he's just out. yeah. He was like I'm just not I'm not playing. I'm not doing that to my family. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, at it, the it, dealership. At the dealership wow. with an NBA guy. Wow. That wasn't at the Mitsubishi or Ford. Wow. That wasn't a Ford dealership. Just wow. <laughs> <Let's> go. Wow. <laughs> we know. K High Money. Heck, anyway. Heck was calling out Isaiah again for the second straight Jeez. day in that regard. Uh, <laughs> now, He's giving it back. <laughs> if you're looking at it from a Cowboys perspective, and I know the, the rest is something that's gonna that's gonna play a factor and and of course you're you're excited about a couple extra days to kind of sit here and rest but this is also a chance that the Cowboys have to to or it's a chance to to mess things up too. I mean, I remember even from an employee perspective, the Cowboys HR and overhanging were saying that hey, you got to stay home on the bye week. And and bye week and Thanksgiving is saying, "Hey, be careful." That's that's really kind of what the overhanging yeah. arching of it is. This is kind of unregulated, or at least it feels that way, Rob. Whenever it comes to the twelve days that you're waiting to play this football game, this team has to show discipline in this week. As at the same time, I mean, you're still going to have practices, you're still going to have things that you're going to have to work on, but you also got to stay safe outside of that. And that's something that I think is another challenge placed on, on Mike McCarthy's staff that I don't think we've actually hit up, Rob. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're going to be back in the building here at some point this week. I know mm-hmm. uh, the league asked all teams just as a safety precaution coming off of the Thanksgiving holiday, stay home, work virtually Monday, Tuesday of this week, and then I, I think the Cowboys were were set to get back into practice on on Wednesday. Now pushing the game back another day. I don't know if they're going to change that up because you could mm-hmm. do you could do your Wednesday Thursday schedule really on Friday Saturday <laughs> right. this week. But to your point. Um, it's all about the protocols and sticking to it. And that's, you know, that's what happened with Denver. There was a breakdown in protocol with their quarterbacks, and that's why you know, they not only didn't have quarterbacks, that's why I guess the league went ahead and said, let's play the game. Uh, so, but I think the Cowboys are leading, maybe setting the right example in terms of bubbling up with the staff at a hotel. Now, they have better – the amenities here are better than I, I would imagine any team in the league. It's unbelievable. It's first class – uh, but that might be a way that the way that teams have to go down the stretch here uh, to ensure as much safety as possible to get through this season. The Cowboys are kind of setting that example. 
I want I want to know what Seattle's doing. I, I found out last night watching the Seattle game. Seattle's the only team in the league that hasn't had a case on their team yet. Yeah, somebody or uh, Steve Levy right? brought, yeah. brought that brought up that point on the broadcast. I, I thought the same yeah. stat kind of poked in my head. It was like, my goodness, that's pretty impressive. And also, not to mention, yeah. I wonder what their uh, amenities are like. I mean, you were up there. Yeah. Is it is it anything? There's nice? no hotel right next door. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's no hotel. There's no Omni next door. I can tell yeah. you that. Um, it's right there on the waterfront. I mean, most guys live relatively close, but I mean, Seattle is a lot different than, than, than Texas and Dallas. A little bit. Um, and Just a wee and, bit. and they've, they've locked things down. Things are pretty much locked down back, That's home, a good back home in Seattle. Yeah. So it's a lot different environment. Guys are able to leave here, go out and eat at restaurants. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not hanging out with nobody. I'm just going out to eat. I'm eating outside, you know, whatever it may be. But you're still out socializing yeah. versus in Seattle. You don't have that option. That's uh, That probably plays a pretty good factor into it. Now, um, whenever it comes to this week in, in the Cowboys' perspective, where do they want to start kind of leaning in terms of, of, of work? Do you think, and, and, and Rob, I'm kind of going back to what you said a second ago. You said they could start as soon as tomorrow in terms of their practice schedule, but do you think they'll push it back, or do you think they'll take these next couple days to, to, to rest up and then finally get into practice? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, we haven't gotten an adjusted schedule if there is one. Um, I just know that that Monday too, they were going to get back in the in meeting space uh, virtually today. Players basically back back to work off the holiday today, and then I think they were going to do something Friday or Wednesday on the field. Now it, it is an opportunity if, if Mike McCarthy wants to just to give them another day or just have meetings on Wednesday and just get off your feet some more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see how they do it. But you know, usually they've got kind of three-day set, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they would travel. So uh, you, could, you, could, you could knock that out all on the weekend and then have your travel day on, on Monday. I'm losing track of my days. I, don't I know. Don't it's know tough. It it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's fans on the 50 you. Tuesday. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what no, it is. No, Kyle, let me just add to that. Let me add to that that, you know, for the NFL, this is our, our – Football teams are for the, the Dallas Cowboys. This is a logistical nightmare, uh, especially dealing with the schedule changing. You know how how much uh, NFL coaches just crave that structure, and that's what you get in the NFL. Everything is pretty much structured out. You're off on these days. You practice on these days. You install your game plan on, on certain days. But this year has been completely knocked off kilter, and you have no idea how this is going to go or the scheduling is going to go. But for this team, coming off of that loss uh, to the football team, they may want to try and incorporate a little bit more rest, especially knowing that the game now is going to be moved out to Tuesday. So it's going to be interesting how they play it and how the week is going to form. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how the week is going to form from a Talking Cowboys perspective because we've got to find topics to talk about all week long. So tomorrow, homework assignment assignment for you all. I expect a 4,000-word essay on whether or not the Cowboys (laughs) or the NFL should go into a bubble for the NFL playoffs. So debate back and forth. We'll read them live on the air, and that's how tomorrow's show will go. So with that being said, I'm totally joking for everybody listening. Please tune in tomorrow. We will not be doing that. Anyway, San Francisco's doing something like it. Huh? That you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, they're kind of forced Ford. to. Yeah, they yeah. Kind, of yeah. kind of have to. Yeah. But with that being said, it is a fans on the 50 Tuesday. We've got some fan questions to answer. If you haven't put in your fan questions just yet, send them in the Periscope, tweet it at us, and we'll talk right. things over when we come back on the other side of the break when we return on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. 
which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. It's a Tuesday edition. Fans on the 50 coming up. Send in your fan questions in the Periscope stream. We've got a couple that we're going to hit. Some of them that are pretty spicy of a debate. I'm, I'm kind of excited to get into it here a little bit. But before we do that, I want to thank Essilor Lenses. With Essilor Lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment <laughs> at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor. <laughs> I need to just have you start doing the reads, no, no, and while no, you no. do them, you can no, just I'm like do your the mind. I forgot. I mean, you're, you're the guy in charge here, Kyle. Oh, stop. You're the guy in charge. Oh, I'm, I'm your background goodness. dancer, remember? You remember that? You guys remember that from yesterday? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just stop talking. Background dancer. I need to just stop talking. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no. anyways, with that being said, no, Pac-Man, I don't want to hear what you have to say here in the next, final, next couple seconds, because I know you're about to say something along the lines that I don't want to hear. <laughs> anyways, let's go to our first fans on the 50 question, starting with Gary. Well, wait, actually, uh, I forgot the stinger. Okay, wait, fans on the 50. Oh, it didn't fire off. This is this is this is not good. Oh, this is unfortunate. This is this is sad. It's okay though. It's okay. Chris Beam's always doing fantastic stuff in the back. So let's go to Gary's question. The question for the fans on the fifty. It doesn't appear that Ezekiel Elliott fits in Kellen Moore's pass happy offense. Mm-hmm. With that being said, he gave us multiple choices here. So so listen up. So A, with the front office this season, are you going to try and move on from Zeke? B are you going to cut ties with Kellen Moore or C? Do they run it back next season? Let's go with Heckma first. I'm I, I I'm going C. Run it back. I mean, this is uh, going to be 
this is going to go down for for Zeke is probably one of one of his worst statistical years. And so I would like to see what he looks like with a healthy offensive line. I mean, we've we've pretty much just that's the point that we have to make with Zeke is that he's running behind this makeshift offensive line. It's hard for him uh, to try uh, to be the the running back that we've known him to be in the past. But I wouldn't say that I would rush to get rid of one of probably one of the best running backs in the league to this point. Rob? See, run it back. And uh, basically to what Heckma said, that if they could take care of the ball next year with Dak, with, you think, a healthy offensive line, I would imagine they they put themselves in position to have more leads in games and you can mm-hmm. actually use Zeke because they didn't give themselves chances. And some of it was Zeke with the fumbles. But I, they haven't given themselves chances uh, to run a lot of the times because of turnovers and because of deficits. And at times, uh, situationally, you've seen Kellen Moore go to the pass and lean pass. So there's been that too. But I think they need to be, I think it, from a play calling standpoint and from a personnel standpoint, they need to be more balanced going forward uh, next year when they get healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm going with option C with a conversation. Okay. All right, run it back. But Kellen Moore needs to sit down with or Mike Mike McCarthy needs to call Kellen Moore into the office um, and sit him down in a, in, a, in, a, in a little man's chair. So Mike McCarthy needs to have a big chair and Kellen Moore needs to have a little chair. He needs to say, "Hey, we have this dude back here who's a doggone goon, and we need to find a way to get him the ball." I know that you like to throw the rock, right? I know that's your thing. However. If you can't find a way to get him his touches 20 times a game, then guess what? I'm going to take over as offensive coordinator. Do you think that conversation happens well before the offseason, though? I would have, I would have liked to have seen it already, but obviously we haven't. I think, we, I think it may yeah. have happened the week before last. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, all right, I, I appease coach. Now I'm going back to what I know. Going back to it. Uh, so, I, I mean, there has to be some form of consistency there. You have to be able to break your, you know, break your, um, your habits. And he, right now, obviously, he hasn't. So if we're across, and that's, and that's oh, go the for thing. It, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Well, no, that's that's the thing. I mean, the the last three games before this Thanksgiving one, they they were balanced and it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. You you saw kind of what you're you're looking for. I just wonder for you guys, like, do you think do you think they can run it these last five games uh, mm-hmm. with with consistency with, without Zach? I mean, that's that's the question I have because. Because I just wonder if part of Kellen's thinking in the game was we just maybe against that particular front we're just right. we're we're running our head into a brick wall trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You you answered that. I mean, it, the football team we just can't run against them. Period. Because of their front, <laughs> maybe we'll have more. Maybe we'll have more luck versus the 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 Cincinnati's uh, of the league. Maybe that would be it. I mean, even when you look at Baltimore and their front, I mean, they're pretty stout as well. And so that's going to be another challenge for us. I know we're going to wait to talk about those guys, but. Their defense is hellacious also. So, you know, it, it doesn't get any easier. Mm-hmm. And especially with the personnel that you have, you, you know, look, man, there's not a lot of uh, sunshine coming through those dark clouds for Zeke. So he's just going to keep his head down and, and hope for the best uh, through the, these next five games. Now, all four of us, and, and I'll throw C as my answer to to run it back, but with all four of us saying run it back, I think that applies to not only Zeke, but I think it talks about really the entire offense. I mean, you're coming back, you're hoping your offensive line's healthy, you're hoping those weapons are, are still there and, and, and playing well and things like that going into 2021. But my, my question, kind of based off of Gary's question, is what should the expectations be like with what has happened and what has conspired this year? Because seemingly your defense has seen vast improvements even with it being a little banged up as well 
your offense has battled through adversity, has battled through these obstacles all year long. Once everybody's back and healthy, shouldn't there be higher expectations? Or is that getting ahead of ourselves before it's like, okay, let's figure things out and win a couple games first? Yeah, they need to win some games. Yeah, they need to win some games. I mean, I don't think that there is an expectation right now. The expectation is to go out there and play a consistent four-quarter game. That's That right now is the standard. Yeah. Um, once they can do that on a yeah. consistent basis, we can talk about expectations beyond that. Mm-hmm. Rob? Play consistent four-quarter game. Yeah, play consistent four-quarter game and don't turn it over because I, I – I don't know who's going to win this division. I think it's it's looking tough for the Cowboys based off off the tiebreakers and technically being last. But what's interesting, I just I looked at the at the turnover differential for all four teams, and it it runs in line with the standings right now. Like wow. Washington, I think, or the the Giants are the only team with a plus turnover margin, and they're I guess in front maybe by the tiebreaker if that's correct. Washington's right behind them. Cowboys are last. Cowboys are last in the league, I think, in turnover differential. Like. There, no, none of these teams have a margin for error. So if you dig yourself more of a of a problem with turnovers, you're gonna, you know, to me, that's the team that's gonna wind wind up in last place. Yeah, if we're talking, if we're talking expectations for this team, uh, th- well, next year or uh, uh, what what they're gonna do to get back to or get have winning ways, I think it's gonna obviously come down to Coach Mike McCarthy. My opinion about Mike McCarthy prior to him coming here was one that he stern guy, uh, one that uh, offensive, I even offensive guru, um, just a, a, a no nonsense kind of a coach, and you've seen him lay into Aaron Rodgers at times where he's made he's made bad plays and other guys as well for just playing undisciplined football this is a this is a new look Mike McCarthy here in Dallas and I'm I'm just wanting to see him go back uh to that I think Isaiah brought up something yesterday that I thought was very interesting in saying that he can hear what's about to be played so uh what caught what's being called so he has veto power over that. And so just I want to see him veto some of these bad decisions <laughs> so that he could come out uh, looking a lot better. Because right now, I mean, if you just want to put, give like a, a grade on the way that this season has gone, COVID, everything that you can load into that included, I still think, man, that you're kind of grading on the lower scale because of some of the indecisions or lack of good decisions. So you said you want to see McCarthy veto one of these bad decisions. How? What's to say that he hasn't vetoed these bad decisions already? I mean, I know there's a couple of bad decisions that make it into actual play calls, and I know he didn't veto those, but there's a couple of them that you could say, hey, maybe he did veto this there and the other because there's no way for us to actually tell from the outside looking in. Right. I'm, I'm sure of that. Right. And, and even I say even with players, I talk about the disciplinary disciplinarian part of Mike McCarthy when he was in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him bench anyone yet. We got rid of some guys that weren't producing. And then there were those murmurs earlier in the season about uh, in some guy on the inside saying that, you know, we don't trust the coaches or what have you. I just think that that part of it, when your team, if there's decisions that's being made and you see your team just I, I don't want to say quit, but the bottom fall out out on mm-hmm. your team I think that's I mean look you got to come back and you got to recognize that and that's what he's going to have to make up for with this team next year that's just my that's my opinion on it um yeah Mike McCarthy has uh, I am unimpressed by him this year unfortunately mm. 
and I was really high on him coming in. Um, it's simply because of some of those things that you mentioned, right? His, his ability to uh, control a team, his ability to get across his culture, his ability to get across his, um, his philosophies. And I don't think that we, have, we haven't seen that come through, at least not the way in which we intended it to. Um, and I think I know we all have high, had high expectations, but uh, three and eight is definitely um, yeah. well below, <laughs> well below any of our expectations for yeah. him coming in. Um, and obviously, he's had a lot of curveballs to overcome. I mean, his first year, as has any other coach. More this, like this a knuckleball. Yeah, it's a knuckleball. Definitely a, a Chuck Knobloch for sure. Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, he has to find a way. You know, when you when you're, and I, I guess just just as players have to separate themselves from the competition. Coaches have to separate themselves from the competition as yeah. well. And they get graded, they get critiqued as well um, by management. And I don't think that he has responded the way in which he has needed to. I don't think that he's used his authority uh, to enforce certain measures to ensure that these guys are on the right track. I don't think he's reprimanded guys, at least from what we can mm-hmm. tell. I don't think he's reprimanded guys in a way that is um, conducive to a change in behavior um, from, uh, throughout throughout his um, his roster. Um, there's just a lot of things that I think he could have done. He's he obviously See, Heckman's already touched base on his play calling and his 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 lack thereof, uh, canceling out from what we can see, uh, canceling plays coming through, um, like I've seen in the past through other coaches. So there's just a lot of things that I think that he needs to self evaluate within within himself, which I'm sure he is because he seems like he's that type of guy. But um, there, there needs to be change, and, and he has the power to control those things. Um, everything that he decides not to not to change, he, he's deciding to allow. I, I like this conversation, yep. and I want to continue this. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, let's step aside for just a moment. Is Mike McCarthy in the toughest situation that any Cowboys coach has ever had in their first season? Jerry Jones said this morning that he doesn't think so. We're going to unpack that when we <laughs> return here on Talking Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. Which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting edge solutions in a single unique lens. So, whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. The Cowboys Way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. It's the final segment here on this Fans on the 50 Tuesday. More fan questions coming up here in just a couple moments. But first, whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys while you work or while you work out, watching highlights, or even trading fantasy draft players, Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds lets you experience audio in a whole new way. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds are the official earbuds of your Dallas Cowboys. Kyle Yeomans, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, and Rob Phillips with you here on this Talking Cowboys Tuesday. And I, I want to continue the conversation that we had that Isaiah kind of brought up a minute ago. And I know, Rob, you were asked this on the fan this morning, but I think it's a, a valid question given that Jerry Jones this morning when asked if Mike McCarthy has had the most thrown at him in his first year as a head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy said no. He's not the, the, the had the worst sure. first year. He said Jimmy had the first worst first year as a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Do you agree with that, Rob? Or do you think it is McCarthy because of the situation at hand with COVID, the, the racial injustice, all sorts of things, and then everything that's happened within the last couple weeks as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't here for the start of Jimmy. I think I was like seven years old. but uh, <laughs> So I would I would defer to Jerry on that, I guess. But... But I would say McCarthy just because what I told the guys on the fan was, you know, when Jimmy came in, it was just a talent issue. They were completely devoid of talent uh, for the most part and uh, and had a rookie quarterback in Troy trying to figure it out and getting beat up uh, to holy hell. And uh, in this situation, it's partly talent because of the injuries, but it's all this unprecedented stuff that we've never seen before that is throwing a wrench and just tr- how he tries to schedule his team day to day. And I know I'm sounding like I'm making excuses, but, but this, is, this week and next week is just another example. Like I feel like he walks into his office every day not knowing what he's going to get thrown at him and how he's got to prepare his team for the, every week uh, because of everything that's going on and mask wearing and, and all those things, social distancing that are – probably preventing him from from establishing kind of that close culture that that I'm sure he wants with his team uh, just because of the nature of, of of our world right now so I would say I would say Mike just because we've never seen a season like this ever Ekma? yeah I'm gonna say all you have to say for, to that is is 2020 yeah you know, that's it you know, it's uh <laughs> it's tough and, and I and I understand where uh, Jerry is, is where he's coming from on that because when Jimmy Johnson took over, you got to think, man, they had just fired Tom, Coach Tom Landry. And so that is an institution here in Dallas. So yep, it was true. tough uh, for Jimmy to take over and then coach uh, in that climate uh, here in Dallas and then not you know win one game. So it was tough, right? It's just media all over him, things like that. But no one has had to deal with all of this COVID stuff. I mean, for the first time, we had a scrimmage with no numbers on the jerseys. You guys had to do a three-hour broadcast where we didn't see any plays. Or anything. We just listened to you guys for three hours. I, mean, so, I forgot about that. that was, I forgot about that. that no, let's night. not. 
Let's not, that feels like 10 let's years ago. not forget about that night. All right. And so, I mean, it's been so it's been so much happening oh, this year that has been unprecedented. And with the injuries and everything else. Yes. If you could look back to that time, it is comparable as far as what Jimmy had to go through as a coach. But if Jimmy had to deal with COVID and that at the same time, man, we probably would have lost double the games that were not even on the schedule. Double? Double. Yeah, it has been hard. We lost 15. <laughs> it was a joke. Was, we lost 15 games. In. <laughs> yeah. With you. yeah, anyway, just let it happen. That's, that's the part. That's the part where you just let it happen and move on, okay? I'm going to let you totally redeem yourself. You <laughs> um, totally redeem yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, again, I'm like, Rob, I wasn't, I wasn't really um, running around here when, when Jimmy was here. Um, but uh, McCarthy has had it rough, man. But, you know, I, I'm team no excuse. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm team find a way. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm probably one of the, the least empathetic people that you probably run into, um, maybe because some of the stuff I've went through in my life. But, mm-hmm. you know, he has a ton of resources, man. <laughs> he he probably has the most amount of resources at his uh, at his disposal in the entire NFL. Yeah. And trust me, I've been around. Um, so he has the great the greatest support system. He has the greatest resources. He has a, the uh, a, a great coaching staff. He has one of the most talented rosters. We got to figure it out, man. I, I can't. I can't. I Let can't. me hit you. What's up? I got to do this, man. I got to hit you. I got to hit you with a stand back ism. Listen here, Isaiah. Uh-oh. Ooh. You know, there are, there are there are rookies that we had that we didn't even get a look at these guys until August. You know, so you got to you got to give him some slack there. I know team no excuse. That's that's real, right? But at the same time, what we're what the Cowboys have had to go through and all of the teams in the NFL have had to go through, man, it's just for a first year coach, that's a pretty impossible task. See, and normally I would agree with you, Heckman, on this. And I did at the beginning of the season. I I was on the train of saying this is a first-year head coach. But there's other first-year head coaches that are seeing some success. One of them, Mike Stefanski, up in Cleveland, is doing plenty well with a first-year job in Cleveland after turning around a team that was detrimental a year Mm -hmm. ago. And Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl. And I know they've had injuries, too, much like the Cowboys. But I'm just saying. let's say this. Here you have a defensive coordinator that's trying to play a 3-4 scheme that he doesn't have the personnel to play it with. Doesn't. So if you want to talk about Stefanski and what he's doing, he's already had a power running team and, okay, Chubb as a running back to run behind that. Hey, but so if you're going to come in and implement – Hold on, hold on time out, time out. Let's talk about – let's talk about you haven't – you didn't lose one, two, three – Four offensive linemen. Oh, yeah, come on. Now, there's and, a lot to, Dak to unpack. And, yeah. and Dak. So, I mean, I get it, team, no excuse. And we want to, you know, roll them up. But we can't. You got to just state the facts on what's there. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to pull out Stefanski, please see the fact that Stefanski has the personnel to play the scheme that he wants to. And the same on defense. Look at what he inherited with those first-rounders on his defense. I lean towards um, – what heck said Isaiah? Just because I, I think a lot of the top guys that you need to win games are in the training room this year. You're but, but to you got to you guys' point, you know, there, there's coaches like like Joe Judge in New York. He's getting praised for for kind of putting his imprint on the program, his culture on the program, and so he's been able to do that. And I think Mike's culture, Isaiah, is is like I, I go back to the turnovers. Like that was his biggest thing in Green Bay. They took care of the ball. They were disciplined in that way. 
and a lot of that's due to Aaron Rodgers just being a Hall of Famer, but they haven't gotten that part of it down uh, with Mike here yet. I, I hear what you guys are saying, and I respect what you guys are saying. However, however, you look at a team like the 49ers. Have they not had a ton of injuries? They have. Have they not yeah. lost? Yeah, their, they have. have. they not lost the guys that they depend on to go out there and help them win games? Yep. Like, and but yet they have two more wins than we have. You know, you look at our. You look at. You talk about the defense, the scheme. Don't run that scheme. <laughs> you don't have the players. Don't run the scheme. Right. Even though that might be your guy, right? That you brought in, you made a decision. That's a decision. You can't use that decision as an excuse, right? You tell me that he has the inability mm-hmm. to run a four-three defense. No, he can run a 4-3 defense until he gets the personnel that he needs to be efficient with a 3-4 defense. We have given up the most amount of points this year in the league. In the league. Yeah. And we have and we haven't had a ton of injuries on that side of the ball. So we let's not make excuse. we've lost the offensive side of the ball, but what's yeah. the excuse for what's the excuse for getting up the most amount of points in the league? Right? So some things are decisions. Some things you're handed and you have to deal with. And I'm all about overcoming adversity. Trust me. If anybody understands it, I understand it. Right? You you find a way though. But you find a way. You don't find an excuse. You find a way. Now, if I, you can definitely argue. You can definitely argue that they tried to do too much defensively right off the bat. Yes. You know, given the circumstances. Kind of put them in a hole too with that. And I, I want to go with this defensive question from Johnny on Twitter. He said, Why do you think the defense can't hold up for four quarters? Is it fatigue? Is it players? Is it scheme or a combination of all three? And I think this kind of has to do with the fact of what we were just talking about of maybe Mike Nolan getting a little, a, a little out in front of things. And because of that and because of the personnel that you had and the injuries that you had early in the season, you weren't able to compete the right way and weren't able to get everything that you thought originally was going to work out for you, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. Isaiah, we'll start here. One more time. Yes, yes, yes. So, is what what is holding the defense back and why yeah. they can't hold up for four quarters? Is it fatigue, player, scheme, or all four? I think I don't think it's fatigue. I mean, I, I think these guys had you know obviously with Coach Paul just just passing these guys. I've had both of those strength coaches, him and and, and Coach Nash. Mm-hmm. Those guys are amazing. So I, I know they're in condition regardless if they had to do it virtually or not. So that's not an excuse because everybody had their part in that. Um, I think it's scheme. I think it was. I think some of it was personnel early on. I mean, I think another portion of it, it was just the guys not buying in. I don't think guys believe in the scheme. So I think I think the scheme you're talking about before the the release of Poe and Worley and maybe even Griffin because of his. Back I'm talking and forth. about then, and I'm even talking about now. I'm even really? talking about now. I mean, I'm think I think I still think that some of the decisions that they're making, um, i.e., playing. And I don't have nothing against Jalen, but like Jalen has not been effective for us. He just hasn't, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he's having a bad year like Zeke. I don't know, right? But I know that there was a guy in there by the name of Joe Thomas who who's doing a doggone good job mm. prior to having to get pulled out. He was one of our most. So you talk about somebody who's coming in, who was making impact, who was flying around, and all those kind of things. He just needed reps to continue developing. All of a sudden, these guys show up who get a bigger paycheck to him, and all of a sudden, he has to take a seat, right? So you got you know. So there's there's things like that that are, I think guys overall on the defense side of the ball. I just think they came down to lack of communication and guys just totally just not buying in. Hmm. Rob. Yeah. No. I, th- I think. Yeah, it's been partially scheme and guys trying to understand what they're supposed to do and buy in. And uh, and I think personnel-wise, too, I think we're going to see changes on defense. I, they're definitely playing better overall than they have the last few years. But I, I think they have they need to add, like I think what Heckma said, they need to add some more playmakers. 
that fit what they're trying to do schematically. And, and they've got a few, but um, I, I just think they've, from a personnel standpoint, they've gotten beaten by just better, better offenses this year, you know, by teams with more talent. You know, my, my, um, my take on this, guys, is the fact that our defense don't know what the hell they're doing. And <laughs> you see that with some of the, you know, last-minute alignments. And, and Troy Aikman called them keystone cops. I mean, that's the only way to kind of put it together, the way that they're running around pre-snap. Even on the interception uh, by Jalen, he was out of position, and the ball just seemingly fell in his lap. You know, and we haven't talked about that interception. Maybe stay away from it for <laughs> Isaiah. Uh, but... You know, I just feel like this defense, the scheme that they're playing doesn't fit the personnel that they have. You're asking four, three guys to now be three, four, two gap assignment alignment kind of guys and read uh, their off, read the offensive lineman. That may not have been their skill set. And again, without OTAs and all of those things, it increased that. And if you think you can teach that through the season for guys that have been playing a certain scheme their entire career, you're wrong. And this is the byproduct of it, right? And Look, we're, we're lighting the loafers up front. You see guys that play the 3-4, they're bigger guys. They are a bigger guys like Calais Campbell that can play that two-gap assignment easier. Their defensive ends are bigger because of their responsibilities of holding up tackles and not getting pushed inside. We see Tank Lawrence. He's, that's, been, that's been happening to him a lot. I mean, he's been coming on strong with the sacks and things like that, but mm -hmm. we, we are susceptible in the run. And God, man, let's not even – our secondary – just <laughs> our safeties. I, what do I have to say about the performance of these guys? I mean, and even if you're looking for some type of leadership, your play has to make dictate that you're a leader. So who are we going to look to? I like it. That's a good way to exactly. end this show. Let's go. Drop the mic, Heckma Harrison. Indie face. Um, Dropped it. Fantastic. Well, that's going to do it here for us here on Talking Cowboys. That's the way to end the show. I love it. Anyways, with that being said, we will be back tomorrow, 930, right on the dot. We'll be ready to go. And uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. We're going to have to figure something out and have some fun. I'm going to try and uh, if you we are. If, if you want, start sending all of your 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 baked goods and your treats to Chris Beam in the back because I think I'm going to ask him about maybe doing fan calls and maybe trying to get on the phone. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But start buttering him up. We got to get Jay sure on. We got to start bring your bring your smoked mac and cheese. Mm. Hackma, get Nikki to to make some of the stuff that she made for Thanksgiving and all of that stuff. We'll just bring it all to Chris and we'll bring it all in pans and hopefully we'll get some fan calls tomorrow. But with that being said, we'll be back tomorrow. Fan calls are not for Isaiah Stanback, for Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and the great Chris Beam in the back, the best producer the world yeah. has ever seen. CPC. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!